This is Murray Bollier, and you're listening to The First Deal Show. Welcome to The First Deal Show with your host, Caroline with a K. On this show, we're talking about investors' first investment property. Join me for a trip down memory lane as we hear the good, bad, and ugly of that first deal. And I've got a very special guest, Murray Bullier, the debt buster. Um, so I'm super excited to have him here on the show. And we're going to get started with the Kiss Me segment. Murray, tell me, uh, what was the first album that you purchased? Through the Past Darkly, which is a Rolling Stones greatest hits album from 1968. So, so was that on vinyl? Yeah. Yep. That's how old. That's, Yeah. No, that's the second person I've had on the show that like their first album was a vinyl. It was so. actually vinyl. Yeah, that was this is the Jurassic period. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But my dad bought it for me when he was in Vietnam. He was uh, in the army and uh, I played it. I don't know if you, you know much about the Rolling Stones, but I it it's prophetic because I am a massive Rolling Stones fan now to this day. I've seen him about 50 times live. Wow, that's awesome. Because of that that album was very motivating. And I know you didn't ask me, but my favorite Rolling Stones song is Honky Tonk Woman. I don't know if you ever heard that, but Yes. You have? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, and so what was the biggest challenge that held you back from investing in real estate? Knowledge and yeah, knowledge, because I was a corporate guy for 40 years. So I'm not like the entrepreneurs you probably have on your show. I was when you're in a corporate gig, and this was a big Fortune 500 company, all three of them, okay, three jobs, you tend to be in a in a in a vacuum. You don't know what's going on. At, you're not you're not you don't work with entrepreneurs. You work with people who are following the rules of the corporation, you know. And as I look back at it, I'm like, God, you know, it was a good. The last company I worked for, 17 years, was a good company, eight billion dollar company that made semiconductors, but we didn't have a lot of contact with the outside world you know everything we're focused on is to make the company better and so i wish i'd known about real estate invest basically we were we were limited to 401k right mm. you, yeah that, that was a, uh so stocks and bonds i can i can kill it with that but i didn't know real estate and i wish i did i only wish my, my only regret in life if, if i'd have known about real estate what i know now 30 years ago you would be calling me from the french riviera instead of my basement <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so what, and you know, what's funny is I actually used to work for a company that we didn't create semiconductors, but we looked at their Rojas compliance wow. to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked at a lot of spreadsheets and did a lot of research on these companies. Um, so the next question is what is something new you learned or did during the pandemic that others might not know about you? Well, I, I, so I won't use the word, I won't use zoom. Because that's too blah. I mean, but you know, I didn't know how to use Zoom until the pandemic happened, uh, and I won't use LinkedIn because I was already pretty good with that. But those are two things I'm using all the time. Um, for the pandemic, just um, recording a lot of video. Uh, probably, uh, I'm very comfortable now. I wasn't at the beginning, uh, and you know, uh, it. I found this is a lesson for you too. I'd like to share with you, Caroline, and anybody else watching. 
people seem to resonate if you make a video of just you talking and you screw up or you you blump you bumble or you you uh, 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 I do that a lot uh, uh, uh. the imperfections make you real and if you try to make it too polished or too marketing or too glitzy people it just seems phony so I don't mind kind of screwing up on video and all that it just makes it more authentic I guess so I guess the answer to your question has a lot of hot air is uh, video shooting videos and you know manipulating videos and stuff like that for for sharing so uh i'm not sure that's yeah. the answer you're looking for but yeah no that's awesome um always reinventing yourself right yeah okay and then that brings us to our final question what is your favorite quote uh got a lot of qu great quotes but the one i'd like to go to i think it's very appropriate for this for your show is if you think you can do it or you think you can't do it, you're right. In other words, that's attributed to Henry Ford, but I don't know if that's if he actually said it or that's just myth. But you know, pretty straightforward. You either, you know, whatever you think you can do. If you can't, don't think you can do it. You're not going to do it, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Love it. Um, so, with all that being said, tell us, Murray, where are you based out of, and where are you investing? I am based in uh, New Hampshire. Full disclosure, what is this? Uh, it's December 30th. And you didn't ask me, but I am wearing long underwear because it's freaking cold. <laughs> uh, where am I investing? I, as I mentioned in the previous answer, uh, since I didn't learn about real estate until I'm 64, so uh, I didn't learn about much about real estate until late in life. And so I am passively invested in what can best be described as kind of a syndication, but not quite uh, through a company that's out of uh, Austin, Texas. And they have properties in uh, Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, they're large apartment uh, complexes and they have a fund. They have a debt fund, which is, you know, they loan money out to real estate. So it's, it's a, you know, it's not, directly into a specific property it's uh, it's to a loan fund and there's a return on that it's somewhat conservative return but i trust these guys they were the first people i encountered in this space and they came highly recommended and i really love them and they do a lot of good for the community they actually invest in get this so they their their market is the hispanic blue collar working people you know and they, uh, uh, their apartment buildings, they, they teach, they teach their tenants. They have class, free classes on English as a second language, you know, how to do your taxes. I mean, these people are really doing amazing stuff. It's not just investing, you know what yeah. I mean? They're actually working with their tenants and that was really appealing to me. And, uh, so that's where I'm invested now. I would like to be a lot more invested. I'd like to be out of the stock market, which is as I mentioned a minute ago, my forte, but I'm really nervous about that. And I can't afford the risk at my age. I can't afford a big drop down because I don't have much time to recover, you know? Mm. So something in real estate would be very appealing to me. So I, uh, I would, let me just say this to anybody who's a W2 employee who wants to learn from Caroline how to invest. Uh, there's a way to convert a 401k into a self, something called the self-directed IRA. Uh, are you familiar with that, Carol? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But 
but so, you can tell the listeners. Okay, so it's uh, when you're in a 401k, you're limited to the choices that they give you, typically mutual funds or stocks, right? And so you're limited. Um, but if you, through a couple of transactions, you can create a thing called the self-directed IRA, which gives you more ability to invest. And there's some rules around this. You just can't go willy-nilly. You, you have to follow... There's, there's like an audit trail you have to keep and you have to keep your, your money separate from your from your non-retirement funds. So this money is all non-taxable. It's deferred taxes until you take it out. And the, the self-directed IRA gives you the ability to invest in alternative investments like real estate, like crypto and like gold. Uh, so uh, this is a way where I, that this that's how I was able to invest in real estate as I moved money into a self-directed IRA and then invested in that passive real estate uh, situation, which I told you about. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, And 402, let us know um, if you have ever invested passively or if you've ever used a self-directed IRA. So with all that being said, Murray, and you kind of got into it just now, but tell us about your first deal ever. So it was passive. So um, I, you know, they give you this particular company that um, that uh, put the deal together. They put together a massive, you know, slide deck, and uh, they threw some numbers around, which I still don't know. And I'm, you know, I've learned a lot from you and some of the other people that are in our LinkedIn ecosystem. But uh, stuff like cash on cash return and equity multiplier and What's the other number? Anyway, th- three things I don't know about, which I'm hoping to learn more about from listening to you. Maybe not today, but overall, uh, the metrics that you need to keep um, figure out whether you're making, you know, whether the investment is good for you or not. Uh, the biggest thing for me is I had to be able to trust the people I'm working with, right? I mean, you're, you're putting your money into some something with somebody that you don't really, you're, you're you know, they're going to be managing your money for you. Um, and so you got to make sure you trust them. Um, so you want to go with somebody, you know, like it goes without saying. But uh, it's in their, you know, it's usually in their best interest to perform well. Otherwise, you know, they're not going to get any investments. So um, I felt very comfortable with these guys. I vetted them out. I asked around. They came very highly recommended. And they felt, you know, so uh, it was a pretty seamless it was easy to do too. They had, you know, all the documents were easy to follow, and the explanations were clear. They answered, they answered a lot of questions, um, mm-hmm. and so pretty pretty easy. So yeah, that was the first one, and uh, I, I did about ten of those with them, and then I've been moving some of that money to the, to this fund, which is a little more conservative. Um, so yeah, that that's my first deal. Wow, I, that's a lot of information. And we're going to go back and unpack some of that because okay. you just threw out, oh, I've done 10 deals with these guys. Yeah. So clearly you've been making a return on your investment. And that's great. I commend you on, you know, finding someone or a group that you trust and that they're really engaging with the community and giving back in addition to providing a return for their investors. Yeah. So with this group that you're investing with, I mean, you said that they came highly recommended and could you talk a little bit about how you vetted uh, them out and maybe give us some insight on what was the minimum down payment or like, what did you invest initially? And then yeah. because clearly you developed some trust in them over time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, they communicate very well, right? So anyway, they came. I was in this like investment club, okay? Mm -hmm. Club is not right the right word. I can't think of a name for it, but some, mastermind. Yeah, there was. A, yeah, I guess you could call it that. Um, and this guy put this together. He was a really good marketer. He's probably a big name. I don't want to use his name, but um, he did. It wasn't just real estate. It was other. Uh, the whole premise was things that most people don't know about how you can make money, and it was it was targeted for people like me who just knew stocks and mutual funds. So I learned a lot of other stuff. Some of it didn't pan out, but uh, he recommended self-direct. The whole concept of self-directed IRA is what I learned from this guy, which is something that opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, and so uh, I, I talked to the company. Uh, they're now called Thrive. If you, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say that online, but they're that's they're awesome. Uh, you could just. I mean, I did check with him. I checked five sources. Uh, I asked for five sources. The guy from this investment club recommended it. So that was a big thing. And there was already some people in the club that invested with these guys that said some great things. At the end of the day, it still could have gone bad because most of those people were new with these this company. So nothing is ever locked in. You're always, there's always risk in everything. You know, and that and that's you're, you're being rewarded for your risk. That's that's investing in general. Same with the stock market. You're never going to nothing is guaranteed. So, you know, you got to be able to you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So the way the deal worked out, it, you, there was a minimum of 50 grand per the deal. Uh, most and I only went in the minimum. <laughs> and it's not like I had 10 at once. I had 50, you know, and then maybe I have two and then they'd sell one. Right. And so I'd get money back and I go invest in another one. So it's not like I had 10 at one time. Not, you know, I'm not big deep pockets here, but, uh, you know, you make a little bit of money and then you try to reinvest it, you know, and um, I started moving some money into a fund, which was a little more, uh, it just said different characteristics. But the, the thing I, the more I work with these guys, the better I liked them, the more I trusted them. The communication was, was awesome. You know, they had some bumps in the road and they communicated that. Nothing is ever going to go 100% to plan. Um, they talked about the market. You know, they'd always update people on the market and and what they were doing, you know, their investments were doing within the market. And sometimes the market doesn't always go the way they thought it would go, but they, they had things in place that could kind of mitigate the risk of the market, you know. And so that was important. And I, I just... Yeah, I guess I'm fortunate. Uh, it, it did work out. Uh, I trust them implicitly. And uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's about all I can tell you, I think. Does that answer your question there? Yeah. So as far as the communication, like in what ways were they communicating with you guys? And then when did you, like what year was this when you did your initial investment? 2010. Okay. Was So I was still an employee. And I had just learned about this self-directed IRA because I had zero money outside of that, pretty much. I mean, I have, well, I won't say zero, but I had a little bit in a checking account, you know, but nothing. Uh, and um, so a lot of it was learning to leverage a self-directed IRA. And uh, in terms of communication, so I, you know, I interviewed him. So I was given their name. I, I called them up and said, I'd like to talk to somebody about this. Uh, oh, you're from XYZ Investment Club. 
they were getting a lot of business from these guys, right? So they kind of, they were welcoming, they took their time and invested with me. And uh, I had about three phone calls with them because these guys are in Texas. I'm in New Hampshire. So when you're investing in real estate, you don't have to be in the same place. That's, that's important. Don't think you have to invest in the same town you're in. It's probably not going to be the you know, so you can invest anywhere as long as, you know, but uh, at the time, Texas was the hottest state. Uh, whatever county they're in was the hottest county and Austin was the hottest town. And so a lot of their investments were in that area, which, you know, uh, it's grown so rapidly that they've kind of, they're moving out now in the, you know, Oklahoma, but they like their, their bread and butter is in the Southwest, right. You know, Arizona and all that. And so the other communication is every quarter they provide extremely a video of the president and the chief operating guy, you know, just sitting there kind of shooting the beans there. And then they send you um, quarterly extensive documentation and they, they, about four years ago, they had been trying for quite a while. And about four years ago, they completed this investor portal where, you know, there's an online thing that, that tracks everything. So, I mean, but for seven years, they didn't have that. So it's not like you have to have an investor portal to invest with somebody. That just, that was just like another check mark on an already good report card. You know what I mean? So, and just because they had a website doesn't mean you can trust them either. Don't, don't get me wrong. But it was just, uh, you know, everything checked out. And I'm, I'm a finance guy by career, so I kind of knew some of the stuff to look for, you know. And I, I'm on a first-name basis with everybody who answers the phone. So Nice. Uh, and they take, you know, they take calls all the time. So, yeah, I called them a lot. I always ask dumb questions, but, you know, there is no dumb question. And uh, I've asked the same question probably 15 times, you know. <laughs> And they're okay with that, you know. So don't be afraid to ask questions if you're a new investor, regardless of what your level is. Don't expect to be investing in your neighborhood, but definitely, you know, try to vet them out before you you commit. Uh, obviously, you need to do that. Yeah. So a lot of valuable information that Murray's provided, right? That you have to know who it is that you're. You've got to make sure you trust the people you're working with. It's especially. It's even greater if they can teach you a skill like using your Roth IRA or IRA in order to invest with other people. Um, but more importantly, like what is the impact that this group that you're giving money to, like that they're making and are they communicating with you what's going on? Because that's key, right? It's like yeah. you just invest $50,000 with someone and you never hear from them again. You get a little bit worried. You, get, you definitely get worried. Yes. And you, know, and you bring up a good point. The fact that they were doing all these socially you know, these kind of social programs, social programs mixed in with their philosophy was another check, you know, positive thing. Uh, I mean, if they were crooks, they probably wouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, that was, that was that I just felt good about that, you know? And so, yeah. Thank you for right. reminding me. Yeah. And it, it's, it says a lot about uh, who you are as a person and where your values are, right? Yeah, that you're yeah. investing with people that are making a difference and an impact because there are plenty of syndicators that they go in, they add value to the building and then they exit. 
they don't really care about. Mm. Are they improving the overall community? Are they bringing any positive benefits to the people that are actually going to be living there? So the fact that they're even doing as a teacher and as someone who likes teaching English to speakers of other languages. Fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they're definitely someone that I'm going to look into myself. In life, if I can see as an old guy like me, I get I feel like I have an obligation to spew out, you know, old guy you know, advice. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, when we talk to old people, they, they, they give you. Uh, unsolicited advice, even when you didn't ask for it. So I'm gonna, this, I'm gonna take the liberty of doing that right now. You bring up a very good point there. Um, and now I, I get that lead-in was so much, I forgot what the heck I was gonna say. <laughs> Wait. Um, uh, so, um, in general, yes, in general, life, not just real estate. You, you just had a metaphor for life there. It's not just real estate, but people who think transactionally as opposed to holistically, um, you're going to be able to, as you get older, you're going to be able to have your detector on and you're going to you're going to sense when you're dealing with people, not just real estate, but in life, whether they're focused on the transaction or whether they're focused on a bigger purpose. And so if you can work with people who have a bigger purpose, and I've learned the hard way. It's not like I knew this. And it's not always easy to tell. But if you start looking for things, you know, if, if you're aware of this, then they're going to show up. It's like if you think about gold sports cars, like Caroline posted about, you're going to start seeing gold sports cars all over the place. But So think about working with people holistically who have a holistic approach on life, who really want to do good things. And your chances are increased. I won't say... It's going to be a hundred percent, but chances are increased that you're going to have good results. Would you agree with that, Caroline? Yeah. And I actually want to push back on it and say that, no, I think that if that's what you're focused on, you will find those people all the time, right? Like for just mm. as an example, I've been really cleaning up my act as far as the people that I'm interacting with. And even within our LinkedIn group, right? Like group four is doing really well. And I think it's because we all kind of are in a similar wavelength, mm. um, and there are certain things that we don't know, we don't see. We kind of just have to trust that whatever it is that we're working on, we were met, we were all connected for a reason, and that's mm -hmm. part of the reason why you're even on this podcast right now, right? It's like we met through a challenge just by coincidence that Yona had put us all together. So the world works in mysterious ways. Um, but thank you so much, Murray, for coming on the show, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about your first deal, and, and I would love to let the 402 know, where can they find out more about you and connect with you? It's been an honor. And uh, I, you're one of the people I, I was just describing in terms of being holistic. Uh, I really like your your whole vibe and your whole look on life. And I know you're going to do very well. Uh, and the fact that you're a teacher and in real estate, I think that's a great combination. I think yeah. you're going to be able to leverage teaching uh, like you're doing right now. So um, the best way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn. And the name is hard to spell, but uh, Caroline will hopefully have it in the show notes. But Murray Bollier, and you can also, there's no other Murray Bollier on LinkedIn, I can guarantee that. Uh, but if you, you can also Google Debt Buster, uh, not Google, uh, LinkedIn search for Debt Buster, and I believe I'll come up. And I would be glad to connect with you on LinkedIn and share my network with you and uh, help you in any way I can. So thank you very much, Caroline. Yeah, that's all, folks.
Thank you for listening or watching The First Deal Show. I'm excited for you to buy your first investment property. If this show has helped you in any way, I ask that you share it with someone. Mm-hmm.